<laughs> Welcome to Haunting You, a podcast designed to help you make the home haunt of your dreams. In our second episode, we'll explore the importance of having a good theme. I'm your host, John Shell, And I'm Keone Hutton. Theme is the backbone on which the rest of your haunt is going to be built. It is absolutely critical that you start thinking about it before you start any other part of your planning process. That's absolutely true because, you, like you said, the theme is going to set the tone for the rest of the haunted house. If you're going to do zombies, that's going to affect how your build goes, the costumes that you're going to do, the set design. So, you know, It's going to affect everything. So it's probably the first thing you should sit down and do before doing anything else. You know, John, I was going to argue that before you can even start working on your theme, you need to figure out what your goals are, what your what you ultimately want to accomplish with your haunted house. No, you're absolutely right, because with our haunted house, the Arkham Asylum haunted house we did a few years back, we wanted to get as many people as we could. You know, we wanted to share it with as many people as possible, and we ended up getting 383 people. So Exactly, if- exactly. Ultimately, our goal was to scare as many people as possible, to get as many people as possible to come to the haunted house and then share all this work across as many people as possible. Absolutely. And then, you know, with the, when the amount of work that you put into it, the intricacy of the haunted house, how complex it is, you know, just with ours, for example, like you said in episode one, when it goes, you know, it envelops your entire yard and bits and pieces of your neighbor's yard, even that they see how much work you put into it. And I think they want to be a part of it and they want to experience that for themselves. And that was part of my train of thought as we were uh, designing the Arkham Asylum Haunted House. Because we knew that we wanted to bring in as many people as possible, we wanted it to look impressive, even from far away, so that as people were like driving by on the street, they would want to stop and, and come visit us. Right. Absolutely. You know, it, it definitely stood out. <laughs> you you couldn't really miss it. it indeed. And, and that was kind of my point. So our goal was to scare as many people as possible and through that to have as high attendance as possible. But other people may be going or may have other goals in mind. Like you may be going for the wow factor to think like a theatrical production. You want to make something that people come up to and just go, wow. And just be really impressed. I think ours was built more for functionality than... Ours was definitely built... Well, ours was built for inexpensive functionality. Okay, fair point. That is that is absolutely true. And that was another one of my major goals, to keep it as inexpensive as possible, because, honestly, we were doing this for free. We were funding it completely right. out of our own pockets. And so it was absolutely essential that we keep it as inexpensive as possible. Right, and there's actually in in some of our next episodes we'll go over ways to to kind of keep the price down if you're if you're doing it on a budget. But like you said, some people they go for volume, the max amount of people they can scare. Some of them, some haunted houses, you know, you do charge. They they go for the pricing information. There's some other haunted houses that are purely about. And I think those are just as important to be honest with you. Some other goals you may be interested in. Uh, some people want to use their haunted house for for charity work. Like rather than having it completely free, make cost of entry like a, a can of food, and then you can donate all this canned food to a local shelter or whatever. And then others may ultimately just want to make money. But I think what ultimately comes of any of these goals or what ultimately will lead to any of these goals is having the audience. You need to have as many people as possible irrelevant of what you're going to do once they're there. Right, absolutely, because you don't go 
I mean, we put six to eight months worth of work into this thing. You don't want, you know, ten people to show up. That kind of ruins the whole point. Well, it didn't ru- wouldn't ruin the whole point, but man, that would be depressing. <laughs> it would be. I mean, six six months worth of work, and it's over in you know twenty minutes. So step one. Figure out what your goal is, figure out what you're trying to accomplish through this haunted house, and then let that guide you toward an appropriate theme that will help advance your goal. Absolutely. Our goal is to scare as many people as possible, and to to do that, we had to get as many people as possible out to the haunted house. And I think one thing when we were discussing our theme is, you know, there's so many great themes that you can choose out there, but one of the reasons we picked Arkham for our haunted house was not only the fact that it would be so cool to set up, and we hadn't really seen it done before, but Arkham has that name recognition. You know, Batman is very popular. We created a Twitter account with the Arkham Asylum haunted house stuff. We created, I know for the day of, we made just those little sandwich board signs, you know, Arkham Asylum, you know, this way. So it, it definitely has that name recognition which I think is how we got a lot of our visitors. Exactly. Choosing a theme that had that name recognition that people are already familiar with, that they already enjoy, makes them feel more comfortable to come out to a stranger's house and see what they're doing. Uh, One of the advantages of choosing the Arkham Asylum as our theme, uh, not only the name recognition, so people were definitely more willing, I think, to come and to come and see because they were curious, knowing that all the history. But beyond that, it gave us a ton of backstory to draw from just all kinds of material that we could draw from during our design process. And we'll get into more, we'll get into that a little bit deeper in future episodes. And, and you're right because it already has an established history. You know, it's already kind of Arkham's already kind of creepy and and spooky. It already has that kind of reputation about it. And you can pull characters like Joker and Scarecrow and Riddler, et cetera, et cetera, from it and make it a little more unique then while well, who doesn't love a good zombie theme, but your your choices there are limited. You pretty much have you've got zombie one, zombie two, <laughs> and then you know etc. It gave us a little bit more creative license. Yeah, absolutely. In some ways, you almost need to be careful when you're picking out your theme, though, because it could really pigeonhole your creativity if you um, mm-hmm, define mm-hmm. it too narrowly. Uh, for example, when we did the the zombie apocalypse, it, it doesn't leave a lot of room for you to expand on it. It's It's been done so thoroughly that there's such an expectation no, no. And that, for what you're they're right. going to see. You don't do the zombie theme and think, okay, then let's, you know, make a game-changing addition here. I mean, it's it's dead people walking around. It's cars on fire. It's you know, houses with broken windows and blood. It, I mean, and you're right. Equipment. Exactly. And, and, and so you, a, absolutely. It's still, it's still a great theme and it, it's a great theme because people love it, but there's going to be an expectation and you want to make sure that you are meeting and exceeding that expectation. Right. Absolutely. Do you want to do a, a, a game? I think what we could do with our listeners at home, I think what a good thing would do is every time I say the word, absolutely, you take a shot. I'm I pretty sure everyone would die of alcohol poisoning shortly. I I wasn't suggesting and in general and in general we don't want to kill off our audience because that doesn't leave very many people to listen to us. Okay, fair point. Thank you. But back to theme. 
<laughs> Some other popular options we've already mentioned, obviously, are Arkham and Zombies. But something a little more classic that I used to love to do is just your classic haunted house. We're talking skeletons and witches and thunder sure. and lightning and open graves and skeletons. Um, just sure. like picture haunted mansion, uh, that tor- that type of theme. Sure, just your you know your your oldies but goodies. Your Exactly. And it's, it's an oldie but goodie. And along those same lines, I mean, you can certainly go off onto other tangents with um, more specialized Halloween type characters. You, um, a witch's coven, for instance, or um, one that I've always enjoyed is the witch, vampire, scarecrow, Frankenstein, zombie, werewolf. Fortune tellers. That's what I was trying oh. to come up with. Fortune tellers. Oh, really? That's where you're going with that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chainsaw Massacre. I attended a phenomenal. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I went did to, you a, to a phenomenal Chainsaw Massacre. Did you? I, <laughs> <laughs> I went to a phenomenal Chainsaw Massacre. No, but I went to a haunted forest path one year uh, that ended up with you know the um, the madman with the chainsaw chasing after you, and it was a lot of fun. To anyone that's listening that happens to work for law enforcement, I had no knowledge of that. So just, <laughs> I just want to that out. Uh, what other themes have we were, worked with or seen elsewhere, John? You were the chainsaw guy, weren't you? Uh, no comment. Um, okay. No, um, I've seen an alien one done before. Um, There's a great haunted house in Colorado uh, based on an asylum. Not Arkham, but um, just but a generic madhouse. Just your generic mental institution, sanitarium kind of thing? Yep. Okay. Sure, you could do that. I mean, it. again, I think one thing, it depends on what your, again, we, it gets back to goals. And it depends on kind of how many people you have to help, what your budget is, that that sort of thing. Because, you know, obviously the more money you have, the, the more intricate you can make it. But... I know with us, like like we discussed, we were. I don't. I'm getting into a place that's going to take take us off where we're going, so I'm going to stop. Fair enough. But but you're bringing up a good point. You want to make sure that your theme is both practical and doable on your budget. You don't want to <laughs> you don't want to choose a theme that is so extravagant that you have no way of meeting the expectation. And it's funny you bring that up because I remember when I when I uh, pitched the Arkham Asylum idea to you and first off i totally thought you were going to say no and i did too and that's been yeah thank you for that but (laughs) but i totally thought you were going to say no and you just i i remember i finished our presentation i looked at you and you didn't move you didn't even say anything and i was just like what does that mean i don't know what that is but you it's because i I was having a stroke of genius But we're going to ignore that. But <laughs> I can't believe you went there. Uh, I love the producers, man. You can unfollow us now at Haunting <laughs> Univer 1. That's Haunting U-N-I-V-E-R 1. Uh, and, you know, I we want you to follow us, but at, you know what? I don't blame you now. That's fine. I understand. I may do it, too. But moving on. <laughs> No, you, you didn't say anything. You, I could see your, the wheels turning in your head. And before you even said anything, you just grabbed a computer and started looking things up. And I didn't know what the hell that meant. And finally, you, you said, I'm looking for spaces to rent. And I was like, <laughs> God, I guess, I guess that's a yes. 
But you were looking at just some spaces to rent because, I mean, that's right. right. Immediately, as I mean, immediately, I saw the potential in in this Arkham Asylum haunt, and I wanted to see what it would cost to like rent out a storefront because I thought we need more room than I have to do this. So I just want to look into the practicality. For the record, I want to say that that was not a practical decision, and I'm glad (laughs) we decided. I'm glad we went another way. It was a beautiful dream. It was, in fact, yeah, exactly. It was a good dream. But you wanted to be, you want it to be practical, and you want to know what you're getting into because, like, we when we did some of ours with your just your classic haunted house with you know coffin skeletons, etc. I mean, we did that just with uh, some driveways and some steps on a walkway and and a door. I mean, we didn't really need a whole lot of room. But if you're going to, going to go with something like Arkham or a insane asylum or a prison or or something like that you're likely going to need some room to to do that. I mean, then that's just one of the things to consider. You know, you shouldn't, you got to think all these things through. You don't just decide, Hey, we're going to do an asylum and then start go and start buying costumes and props and whatnot. You, you have to cover all the angles. You don't want to get into something where you've already spent some money on it. And then, you know, you're kind of stuck. And, and that's why it's important to think about the scope of your haunt at this point, because the number of people that you're going to expect will drastically affect how large of a haunt you can support. And not only that, but also the types of scares that you can have inside. We ended up pinholing ourselves a little bit to the point where we could only have one family or one group going through the haunted house at a time because our actors needed time in between to reset their scares. I think it was mostly because our haunt ended up being um, much smaller than we originally had anticipated. And so it was... Well, it, it, it was good that our people that people came spread out. If they had all come at once, we would have ended up with humongous lines. Well, there were times out there you had a pretty good-sized line that you had to corral. And there were, there were, and uh, thank goodness we had Harley out there to keep them entertained because uh, I don't know what I would have done otherwise. <laughs> thank goodness that Harley was there to entertain them, and thank goodness that there was a fence to keep them safe from Harley. Indeed, indeed. With that way. But, and, and you're right, you also want to... I mean, for ours, I mean, it's a, it was, we had built it safe, you know, for everyone, but you, it's a dimly lit, narrow corridor, you know, that you're going through the cells and stuff. You don't want to jam 20 people at one time going through there. That's just going to create problems for everybody. Exactly. And part of our problem were our, some of our scares were a little bit more elaborate, uh, especially like Dr. Strange ripping the intestines (laughs) out of the live guard. That just takes time to put back together in between, and so that uh, really slows down the the speed with which people can be walking through. And you know what? You it's funny you bring that up. I actually kind of want to give a a shout out to Kyle. He was our photographer for the official photographer for the haunted house, which he did a fantastic job on. But he uh, there's fantastic drink, and he was also the security guard that Hugo Strange was dissecting and pulling intestines out and all that stuff. Um, but because we were so busy, he had just, he was just laying on the table, which is just, it's not a comfortable table. There's just a wooden table we had and he was laying there for hours and hours. And it was so funny because after the next group of kids would come through, we'd be like, okay, you can get up, stretch out a little bit, walk around a minute. And then we would have you radio in just like, Hey, we've got more kids and poor Kyle has to get back down on the table. (laughs) So he was, he was a trooper. He, he probably had some back problems after that, but he I, I imagine tro- he did. Yes, 
two straight nights because our haunted house was two nights. So that was about just, oh, I don't know, what is that, nine hours of just laying on a flat wooden table uh, yes. with no, no real support. <laughs> I, there was some support. Either way. But yeah. He did, a, he did a great job. He did a phenomenal job. And if you like the pictures he took, uh, check out some of his other work. Uh, you can see him at K Colby. That's K-C-O-L-B-Y, kcolbyphotography.com. Is he paying us for that plug? No, but we should totally get one. Damn it. <sighs> Next time. Next time. He, okay. gave, he gave us free photography. I think it's only fair. You know what? That's, that's an excellent point. <laughs> that's a good point. But – yeah, and just getting back to what you're saying, you just you do want to know what you're getting into before you get too far, and it's it's a good idea because most people, you know, you have a group of people that you're gonna do this with is sit down and take some time and go over, you know, all the things, the ins and outs of the haunted house. Absolutely, and I think one of the things that worked really well for us and ended up really helping us work out some of the potential issues was we got all of the actors together in a room, had a barbecue. And we actually blocked out the whole route of the haunted house mm-hmm. using chalk and string in the driveway. And we actually literally walked through uh, walked through it so that we could each talk about what we were going to be doing there. And it helped us identify all of the choke points ahead of time. And It's good to know any potential issues that you're going to have. You know, you're walking, you're doing the block, you're walking through, and then you have someone point out, you know what? I don't think that's going to work because, you know, this is going to happen when you're doing that. Because and the table here is too close to the wall. There's not enough place right, for right. There's not enough room for people to get by, you know, that kind right. of stuff. Um, but we'll get into more. We'll get more deeply into that in uh, our design episodes. Sometimes you get a little bit of tunnel vision, so it's good to have, a you know, some other eyes on it. Once you've narrowed down your theme and chosen a theme that will help you advance your goals, is practical, and gives you the creative freedom to uh, really go where you want, then you can start developing your backstory. And that's going to be crucial to the design of the haunted house. The backstory is like the backbone of your haunt. It will help you choose the kind of scares that will be most effective for your setup. The Arkham backstory gave us a lot of material that we were able to draw from during our design process. And because it's an asylum, it very naturally led us to doing a, a hallway-type walkthrough. But then, the, sure, but then sure. the question becomes, now what do we put in the hallway? What kind of scares can we put in this hallway? So just kind of to continue on from what you were saying is depending on what theme you pick, sometimes the work is, is done for you. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And- because with Arkham, and don't get me wrong, we look, we I think we did a fantastic job, and we had to come up with some crazy things and be creative on some things. I think we did a good job. But, I mean, it can do some of the work for you. For example, Arkham, you, you like you mentioned, it's gonna you're going to be going down a hallway, a corridor, cells, that sort of thing. Exactly, Costume. exactly. It's- Arkham created it, or gave us an, actually kind of an interesting problem in that there was so much backstory already created. We had to sift through it to determine what would be the most practical for us to accomplish. There are so many great evil characters in Arkham Asylum that it was hard to figure out which ones we definitely wanted to use. I mean, some were natural. Uh, Joker, obviously. He is such a popular character. You almost have to have him if you're doing anything with Batman. And right along with him was Harley, uh, another very natural choice. Uh, but after that, we had – we had um, it was a lot harder to narrow down. We thought about doing Two-Face at one point. We thought about Killer Croc. Um, I had a ridiculous idea about using uh, Mr. Freeze 
where oh, that would have been it, so much the, fun. Oh. It, the effect would have been awesome. I had this plan to build a giant ice cube out of plexiglass and to oh, do an effect where a guard would effect. stop the trick-or-treaters in the middle of the hallway, stop, don't go any further, and then there would be a blast of fog from the fog machine. The fog. We would slide this block out from the, from the cell next to it. The guard would slip inside it real quick while there's too much fog and then by the time the fog clears he looks like he's frozen in the block and then they just have to squeeze around the block to get out it would have been such a cool effect but it ended up being uh too impractical for the amount of time that we had to put this whole thing together right well the other thing is i don't we had i don't think we had any people there for our haunted house we had no people there that didn't have at least some role to play in the in the actual scaring of the guests so we just didn't have the manpower to spare with people rolling the, the block. Ab- absolutely. Oh if we had had probably fun. three more people and we could have had a couple of stagehands, uh, mm-hmm. then that would have been a little bit more practical. But every one of our scare actors was on stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been great. But yeah, I mean, like just going back to what you were saying is you, you're go- we're going through the list of them and okay, is this one scary enough? And if so, what, what are they known? Let's pick, let's take Scarecrow, for example. You know, he's, he's pretty popular, but is, is there some way we could recreate what he does to, to make a good effect and to scare our guests? And and that's the practicality factor I'm talking about. Uh, Like like mm -hmm. with Scarecrow, he fit very naturally into our storyline. Having him uh, hit the guest with a blast of fear gas up front uh, and then the rest of the walkthrough is really a uh, fear gas induced hallucination. That that, mm-hmm. that works very that worked for us very naturally. Yeah, if you can't tell, we we very much enjoy the use of the fog machine. For right. a, you cannot for go wrong with fog machines. You got absolutely. They're and it's, they're so inexpensive now that you can just use them all over the place. You love them, but yeah. And but some other characters, it was much more difficult to determine how we would make them scary like well killer croc is a good example of a villain who i think would have been a little impractical just because the costume would have been so labor intensive costume makeup um yeah i mean it would have been good but it's just it's just not something that's practical and that's and i mean we we narrowed it down we knocked we crossed off so many villains for that exact reason it's like it would be great to fit them in but you know just what we're able to do it's just not going to work. And, and it needed to fit our storyline. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, sometimes with the theme, going back, to, it all comes back to theme. It, it does the work for you because, you know, things like costumes, you know, for let's again, we're going to take Arkham, for example. You know, a lot of it is going to be guards, uniforms, inmate uniforms, straight jackets, things like that, because, you know, it's an asylum. It's a mental institution. Props. You know, you're, you want the security guard's costume, the, the gun that you had. So what we wanted to do was, obviously we have Arkham Asylum Haunted House is what we we're going to do for our theme. But again, we want to create that backstory. We want to, we want to create a backstory for the guests so that there's, they feel like they're part of the experience. They feel that they're involved. Exactly. So, and, and the storyline that you created, John, was just, was uh, one of my favorites of all the years we've been doing this. Um, the the basics the basis of the storyline was it's Halloween night and Arkham Asylum is on full lockdown. The Joker has escaped and released all of Arkham's infamous residents. Batman is halfway across the world assisting the Justice League, and the Gotham City Police Department is outgunned and outmatched. Bottom line, help isn't coming. The inmates are running the asylum now. 
Do you dare enter the craziest place on earth on the scariest night of the year? I'm quite proud of that. Actually. You should be. It's it, it was a it's short to the point, but perfectly sets up the atmosphere, perfectly sets up the timeline, and it perfectly sets up what they're going to experience when they go into our haunted house. And that's the hallmark of a good haunted house is getting them involved. You know, it's it's one thing you can walk through a haunted house and you scare them, and, and that's good fun, and it's it's definitely entertaining. But if you get them involved, it, I think it takes it to another level. It really does. Like, for example, you were the security guard out front, and you greeted the guests. What did you tell them? So as soon as people came up to the gate, the first thing they see is this guard completely in riot gear with blood drizzling down his face. That you got from smashing your That I got with smashing myself in the face with a hammer. We discussed that last episode. I don't feel the need to pound it into my head anymore. So people would come up to the gates, and the first thing that they would see is uh, this medieval uh, gothic-looking gate. Arkham Asylum over the top, or on the arch over the gates, with real fire torches coming up off the top of the columns, and a bloodied security guard, all outfitted in riot gear, assault weapon, hanging over his shoulder, comes up to him and tells him, look, it's not safe in there. The inmates have taken over, but we need to get this under control. Are you willing to go in and uh, help us regain control? And, of course, they were all willing to go in because they were there to go in. So they jumped right into the storyline. They're like, yeah, let's get, let's go. Let's do it. And so I would radio into the other, using my air quotes again, guards inside the asylum. But really, I'm telling all the other actors that people are about to come in. Reinforcements are on their way. And then I would send uh, send the guests in. So you know what you did? You set them up. You were actually talking to the inmates. You you set them I up. I totally set them up. Absolutely. And it was <laughs> essential to uh, our success. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But... It, it, I like like we said, it's just about getting them involved. And exactly, exactly. Because... We were drawing them into the storyline uh, and making them first person characters in our story. Now, granted, if this was real, there's no way I'm going in there. You kidding me? <laughs> Isn't enough? Came but it is, and it's just again, it's something that Arkham has that reputation that you can draw on. So if you're if you're careful when choosing your theme, you might be able to use that. There's trust me, there is a a potency and a power to that theme that you choose. Exactly. Making the guest, the hero of your story, whatever that story ends up being is so powerful is so, it makes it so memorable for your guests. And I mean, and it's not, we, we talk about Arkham a lot, but that's because, you know, it's just something that we've experienced is something we had a lot of success with, but you could certainly do, um, and Kay, you'd be able to help me out with this more than, than I could, but you could certainly do your, your Bates motel theme, um, I don't know how you would do a Crystal Lake theme, but you know, a creepy cabin, something like that. But you could certainly draw from other stories, you know, other particularly you, you could kind of absolutely. The, the previous um, year we did, um, you know, the zombie apocalypse type theory type theme. We had the garage was completely walled off with, and then we had a projector that would had uh, zombies like trying to break their way through the glass, like. Thank okay, you. That, was that, a stroke that, that did look fantastic. That and of course, fantastic. we had the you know car that had crashed and the lights blinking and then zombies crawling everywhere. But what I remember most from that night was a eight or nine year old kid dressed up as Daryl from The Walking Dead, complete with crossbow. <laughs> and he comes up to our house oh, and just starts shooting at the zombies with his Nerf crossbow. And it was just the most fun that we had that night. 
He was loving it. We were loving it. It was Uh, was so much fun. And the memories that we created for that kid were just phenomenal. Yeah, and I think if I – you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I thought you or one of our actors was telling me a story where I think we actually had a kid dressed as Robin come through the gates and you told them something (laughs) like, oh, they're going to love you or or something like that. Like, you something like that, yeah. Something like that. It's about getting, you know, it helps to get them involved in it. It certainly does. Make them the heroes of your story, and they will absolutely love it. All right, guys. I think that is going to just about wrap up this episode of Haunting You. We appreciate you listening. Please check us out on Facebook.com slash Haunting You, and that's the letter U. You can also find us at Twitter at, at Haunting Univer. That's Haunting UN. I-V-E-R-1. And you can find pictures, links to some of our videos, um, everything like that. You can also go on there, ask us questions, give us uh, tips for the show. If you have a question, we'll try to get you on the air. Um, And Kay, where can they find the podcast? Yeah, our podcast is now available on our website on SoundCloud. That's uh, www.soundcloud.com slash haunting you with just the letter U. And we're also available on iTunes and Stitcher. You can subscribe to our RSS feed through uh, both of those platforms. All right. Sounds good, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time, where we're going to cover set design and floor plans for our third episode. In the meantime, happy haunting. Bye, everyone. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more details on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting univer one that's haunting U-N-I-V-E-R one. <laughs>